2022, Team Milk came together by sponsoring female marathon runners for the marathon in New York City. Today, they're more than 20,000 strong. In 2024, Team Milk is making an even bigger commitment to female runners and launching the only women's marathon in the U.S., designed for and by women. The inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Hey, you're listening to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. I'm your host, Sam Sanders, and we're going to talk about some big pop culture stories from the week, including the latest on these Hollywood strikes that just won't seem to quit. But first, I want to introduce my guests for this episode. This one is a complete Vox takeover, and I love it. We've got Jonquilin Hill, host of the Vox podcast, The Weeds, and returning champion and friend of the show, Alex Abad-Santos, culture writer for Vox. Hello to you both. Hi, it's so good to be here. Sam, we go back. We go way back. We go back. Alex, you might not know this, but Jonquilin and I we're cubicle buddies. Yeah. At NPR during the 2016 campaign cycle. We both were working on the politics desk. So and you both have PTSD. Just, is oh, what absolutely. <laughs> I'm scarred yeah. for life. I'm not okay. Yes. That election kept the score, okay? It was, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, sweet summer children. <laughs> yes, and look at us now. Uh, Alex, you have been on the show several times. You're a friend of the show at this point. What advice would you give to Jonquilin as she makes her first appearance on Intuit? Um, I want to win the game, so I'm not going to give you too much advice. But basically, wow. like, make, I would say, and you're probably going to be so much better than this than I am, but like, make Sam laugh. It, Sam, oh. Sam <laughs> if you can make him laugh, you're going to win. So okay. that is my strategy. All okay. right. Okay, I'll Bam. try my best. We have so many stories to get into uh, this episode, but I have to start by telling you both where I am, which will allow us to talk about one story that just will not quit. Guess where I am right now? I know where you are. I follow you on Instagram, so I definitely know where you are. <laughs> where am I? Where am I? You are at a historical, oh my God, landmark? Yes. They ready. Oh, they ready. Big boy bumping like good game. It, you know what? It is like one of the most historical events. I think one of the best historical events I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. The riverboat wow. in, is it the river, the scene of the riverboat? Is it Montgomery? Are you in Montgomery? Montgomery. I'm in oh Montgomery, gosh. Alabama. Scene of the riverboat massacre of 2023. <laughs> Say hi to my cousins. Scene in the water. Say hi to all my cousins. <laughs> I never saw the chair. There was no chair. I, I can't no even. Chair. I can't even spell chair, so <laughs> that's what that is. So y'all all have seen by now, last weekend, um, some white boaters tried to give a black 
security guard dock worker some grief when he asked them to move their boat to allow for the big ship, the Harriet II, to come to its spot on the dock. These white boaters confronted the guy, began to beat him up. But very quickly, these, like, black Avengers seemed to come out of nowhere and protect the security guard and fight off the white people. One dude swam across the water. Another dude brought in a folding chair. This was the brawl seen around the world um, by an amazing turn of events. I am in Montgomery this week because my Aunt Betty just moved back home to Alabama. And she lives now just outside of Montgomery. So I was able to be in Montgomery in the aftermath of the boat attack. And I went down to the dock yesterday. Wait, how did that feel? Was, like, there electricity in the air? Like, did you feel it, like, on your skin? Like, I just, felt like, the, the ancestors. Sizzle? I felt the ancestors. That is amazing. <laughs> it was did incredible. You, like, did, did one single tear, like, roll down your eye? Yo, I was, like, so... I felt like I was in... Okay, I'm trying to think of an app comparison. You know how, like, every few years in Catholicism, there is a miracle that happens that everyone has to come and see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this statue of the Virgin Mary is shedding real tears, and everyone's like, I gotta go see it. This is what the dock feels like. When I went down there <laughs> yesterday, there were just black people showing up to see. I love that. <laughs> just showing up to walk around and look. It truly <laughs> is. People are making pilgrimage to the dock. It's incredible. I mean, it is a miracle. It was a miracle <laughs> of like, it was a wonder of the world. It like, really I was. can't stop watching it. It's it was amazing. so epic. Like, I, first of all, you know, I know violence is not the answer, but back in the day, <laughs> but I was sometimes very much, it is. <laughs> I was very much a girl who would watch World Star videos in her dorm room. Like, like that. World Star hip hop. Yeah. World like, Star. Yeah. Oh like, that's oh like, whenever I see a fight, like, I f- have to fight myself to not yell it out. But y'all, <laughs> it was, oh, wow, a good old fashioned get down. A good old fashioned. <laughs> and the thing you have to understand is I was coming off of. The week prior, I was at the convention for the National Association of Black Journalists. Then I saw Beyonce in concert. And then I saw the fight footage. And I was like, wow. This was your Black History Month. I was. Mm -hmm. This was was your Black History Month. Ten, ten, tens across the board. (laughs) Wow. What a time to be alive. So this fight, if you haven't seen it yet, listeners, just go Google Riverboat Brawl. You'll find it. But what I love the most about this story is that it just won't die. Like, it's still a trending topic. There are T-shirts now. There are reenactments that I've seen online. Even Miss Cheryl Lee Ralph has gotten involved. Have y'all seen her little clip about this? No! No. What? She's in some TikTok or some Instagram video, and they ask her about the riverboat brawl, and she starts singing the melody to the Negro National Anthem, (laughs) but she sings, lift every chair and swing. Oh, my gosh. Lift every chair and swing. Just 
an icon of legend. An icon of legend. When it happened, so I sent the video immediately to my parents because I'm on Twitter. They are not. Um, uh-huh. And they were like, wow, this is wow. And it's funny because then their friends texted them a few days later because it finally made it to Facebook. And my <laughs> mom was like, oh, we we already were in the know. And people were like, how did you know? And she's like, you know, I just you know, know you things, know. you know. I'm on yeah. top of it. I yeah. love how there's like so many different angles that keep coming out. Like you're just like, oh, just when you think like it's over, it's like, here's another angle. And of course, I'm going to sit down and watch the other angles. Like, and it's always like a dramatic turn. I'm always like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know what's going to happen when the tide turns. And I'm just like, I just need like a full orchestra moment. Yes. Well, and then here's the thing. I actually was in some airport waiting for my connecting flight to get to Montgomery. And there were these two very nice white women sitting next to me also on their way to Montgomery. And they were trying to make small talk. And I was like, sure. <laughs> and then they were like, "Did well, you know what you're coming to, right? You saw that video of the fight. And I, I, I said, Lord, let me be quiet because I don't know what side they're on. Mm. And I said, yeah, I saw the video. And they said, what do you think? <laughs> and, I, and I just looked at them and they looked at me and I said... I kind of think those white folks deserved it. And then it was quiet. Then they both go, yeah, they sure did. (laughs) And then we were friends. And then we were friends. It was kind of crazy because like, okay, I mean, like part of it was just like, how did these white people keep getting up? Like, and you're just like, wow, racism is strong. Racism Racism is is so strong. Also, I will say all of the people who I've been seeing getting tattoos of folding chairs. (laughs) Yes. Yes. If this moment in cultural history ends up in a TV show or a movie, who do you hope does the treatment? Like, I would love to, like, if Insecure were still on the air, Uh, I would have loved to have seen what Issa Rae would have done with this moment. Yeah, that would have been perfect. I'm trying to think. Um, If Donald Glover were still doing Atlanta, this would absolutely... This would be an episode of Atlanta. Absolutely an episode of Atlanta. (laughs) Alex, who do you think should give the Riverboat Brawl the Hollywood treatment? Uh, Jordan Peele. (gasps) (gasps) Oh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The movie is not called Get Out. It's called Get Up. (laughs) Get Up. Take some mo. (laughs) Okay, we gotta move on. No, it would be, no, like, it would be from, like, the riverboat worker, like, his long-ass day. Like, that's where it would start. Like, like, opening scene, long-ass day. And he is, like, the modern Rosa Parks. He's like, I had a long day. I've been through it all. You're not going to F with me. We're going to get wide shots. We're going to get sweat shots. We're going to get, like, it's just going to be, like, it's like, nope. But, like, the aliens are the white people. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yes. Man. Jordan Peele does the riverboat. <laughs> Y'all, we heard, you heard it here first. Oh, there can be, be multiple treatments. I would watch I every say, single version. That needs to version. be a miniseries. Yeah. Like, get Issa... Um, get Jordan Peele, get, you know, Ava DuVernay, <laughs> gra- grab all the people. You know who I would get to do it, but I, but I would supervise so hard. I would supervise so hard. Uh-oh. Quentin Tarantino directs it, and Samuel L. Jackson is the riverboat guy. Yeah. Yes. But I got to watch Quentin because he can be a little out of pocket sometimes. I gotta yeah, watch we him. would definitely yeah. have to be like, <laughs> we need a sensitivity reader. <laughs> we, no, you'd be just like, why are you? We don't need feet, Quentin. <laughs> no one needs to see. We don't need to see Caucasian their, their feet. feet. Why are there Caucasian feet on the screen? The woman with the chair, he's just zooming in on her feet the whole time. <laughs> 
All right, more with Alex Abad Santos and John Woman Hill after the break. And also, while I'm here, let me ask you, as I always do, to give this show a rating and a review. There's talk of a pizza party if we get to enough ratings and reviews. And uh, devoted listeners know that I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Help make Chuck E. Cheese a reality for me. Rate and review. Thank you. Calling all female runners. It's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Uh, with the riverboat out of the way, we're going to play a game. Uh, Alex has played it many times. It's called Into It, Not Into It. And because he's done it a few times and John Fullen, it's your first time, I'll let Alex explain the game to you. Ooh. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So Sam is going to give us three big news stories of the week. And we have to convince him whether we're into it or not into it. And it's just like, okay, well, do we like this? Do we not like this? And we have to make a convincing argument for Sam, who has his own opinion. And I think at the end of the game, Sam, I guess, gives us a prize, which is just bragging, right? The winner this time is guaranteed an EP credit in our riverboat screen. So let's start, shall we? Let's do it. First question. Are y'all into or not into Jeopardy announcing that due to the ongoing writer's strike that they will start recycling questions? Yes, using old questions in new episodes of Jeopardy. Into it or not? Tell me. I'm not into it for like a couple of reasons. One, y'all, it's a writer's strike. The whole point is... So y'all are not making content. And also there you go. recycling content so we know the answers. It's it's gonna be too easy. Like we need challenges. We need we need more. Like this is defeating the entire purpose of Jeopardy. So you would have liked for them just to not make new shows. Yeah. Air some reruns. Uh, it's above I you now. That. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Alex? 
I'm a union man, and we are. I'm part <laughs> of the Writers Guild. Gang, gang. On the news uh, team, so we're not really affected by it, but we are in solidarity sticking with our writers who do TV. And no, I'm not into this. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's giving it's giving cross the picket line energy. Yeah. It's giving scab. Yeah. All this came about. All of this was in the news this week because the showrunner of Jeopardy was in was on the Jeopardy podcast Inside Jeopardy. Yes, such a podcast <laughs> exists. And on the show, he was basically saying, here's our conundrum. We can't have new material written for the show. Uh, and so we're not going to have new contestants. So they're going to have old questions and also returning players. So the first few episodes in the new season are going to be second chance episodes for players from season 37 who lost their first games. And when those players come in for these new episodes in the fall, the questions will be a combo of material that WGA writers wrote before the strike and material that has been, quote, redeployed from multiple seasons of the show. I just, yeah, feels Sam, weird. It's, what if giving, they end it's up, giving loser energy. What you know? if you end up answering yeah. a question you already answered before? Like, where's the challenge? Where? Yeah. I would just like, y'all need to cobble together some best ofs. Right? Some greatest hits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give us like favorite Alex Trebek moments. Her favorite type of music is something I've never heard of, but it doesn't sound like fun. I think it's very fun. It's called nerdcore hip hop. It's nerdcore hip hop. Yes. Um, it's uh, people who identify as nerdy, rapping about the things they love, video games, science fiction, having a hard time meeting romantic partners. You know, <laughs> it's really catchy and fun. Losers, in other words. Well, it's a clip. You, you, it's, you need to yeah. get a clip show. Yeah, I would love a clip show. I'm partly into it in that, like, you're watching, you're watching the effect of the strike, right? Like, this is a, yeah. this is a TV show that is squirming. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me wants to see them squirm some more, but doesn't really like how they're doing it. So I can I like that. it. I'm into it in theory because the strike is working, but like. Look how slimy yeah. these people are being. Yeah. The strike is working. And the strike is also, um, at this point, a marathon. So the writer's strike, which began before the actor's strike, it reached 100 days on Wednesday. This is a big deal. Industry watchers say that they see no end in sight. Many expect this thing to go on at least until the fall. Uh, this is wild. So many TV shows and movies have been pushed back already. The Emmys have been delayed, and now they're set to run in January of 2024. Like, this is a big deal, but I also still wonder how much all of America is paying attention to this. You know, if you just watch streaming content, if you're just on Netflix, you would never know. If you're a late night fan, if you're a Jeopardy fan, you'll see it. But I don't know. Do y'all think America is paying attention yet to these strikes? Really paying attention? I don't think... The majority of people will realize probably until the fall when, you know, their favorite yeah. shows don't come back. When Abbott doesn't come back. When Ab- you know? when things like Abbott Elementary don't mm-hmm. come back. When all of these different shows don't come back. I think that's the moment where it's going to be like, 
Oh, but I will say mm-hmm. because I mean I'm not gonna name no names, but I saw a trailer for a reality piece of television, like a documentary, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. y'all are going through it already. Like clearly, yeah. you're feeling the writer strike. But what's interesting? It's so interesting that the studios think that the writers are going to give in because the thing is, y'all weren't paying these people anyway. They've been yeah. broke. <laughs> they were already broke. <laughs> They've been broke. <laughs> they were already broke. Like they yeah. are not new to this. They are true to this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> baby, we are here. It's yeah. it's the same. It's the same picture. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, people are not stopping. These strikes in Hollywood have no end in sight, it seems. And if you're in L.A. right now, it's strike central. Mm-hmm. In Southern California, hotel workers are striking. Uh, L.A. city workers had a one-day work stoppage. It is, as the kids say down here in California, uh, hot labor summer. <laughs> That's what they're calling it in L.A. The girls are striking. Yes. John Hamm was there. How are you going to root against, like, you're making me choose between Bob Iger and John Hamm? Like, don't make, like, <laughs> give me, say less. Say less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listeners, stay with us. More of the game with Alex and John Quillen. And also, I want to remind you uh, to keep reading the book The Late Americans by Brandon Taylor. It's for our first Intuit book club. I'm reading this book. You should, too. Send us your questions and comments about the book for Brandon or for me to intuit at vulture.com. Intuit at vulture.com. And at the end of August, we'll talk about the book and your questions with Brandon himself. All right. Next question, are y'all into or not into the cha-cha slide? Oh, I'm so into it. Deeply into it. Rest in peace. I bring this up because DJ Casper, inventor of the cha-cha slide, he passed away this week at the age of 58. Uh, R.I.P. Casper, we love you, we'll miss you. Um, so y'all like this dance? I love it. The thing about it is, if I'm at a function and you're like, hey, it's time for a line <laughs> dance, I'm there. The only exception is the Tamiya one, and that's because that's too I'm hard. still... That's too hard. I'm, it's the second half. When I think about you, I think about giving myself to you. One, a line dance shouldn't have a second half. It's supposed <laughs> to be easy. <laughs> A second It's an half. eight count. It's an eight count. It just needs to be an eight count. Yeah. It's yes. that dance is wild. I'm like, to me, a girl, why'd you do this? Also, this is all you and Grant Hill had going why on. Why am house? I having That's to crazy. think about Tamia in 2023? Well, well <laughs> Oops, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Bless her. Bless her. Anywho, we're going to talk about I, some more dances. I love the cha cha slide. I love any line dance, family reunion, birthday party, wedding. Oh, I was, yeah. I, I was actually at my family reunion uh, this past summer. And we were in Detroit. And you know, mm-hmm. the city of Detroit loves a line dance. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. everyone who great migrated to Detroit is like, <laughs> give me an eight count, let's go. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Filipinos love a line dance. Ooh, at weddings, really? we love a line dance. And I mean, I, okay. I'm not good. I'm not going to pretend to be good at dancing, but I love like a dance that's like, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. Right foot, let's stop. Left foot, let's stop. I will absolutely mm-hmm. do this okay. and do that. <laughs> I'm not as good at the Cupid Shuffle. I'm not as good at the Wobble. I'm, like, terrible at the uh, Wobble. I always forget the Wobble. I'll, like, think I know the Wobble, and I'm like, damn it, I forgot it. <laughs> and then by the end of the song, I'm like, I remember it now. I remember it now. Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble. Yeah. Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble. Yeah. 
like the four core line dances are, of course, there's the electric slide, mm-hmm. a classic. Mm-hmm. The cha-cha slide, mm-hmm. wobble, and cupid shuffle. Like, those are the four line dances where it's baby, like, baby, yeah. baby, 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 you forgot the chicken dance. <laughs> is that considered a line dance? I don't know, but people do it at weddings. That is true. I agree I agree with her Rushmore of line dancers. True. That is a Rushmore. True. I would say my ranking, even though I always forget it, I like the wobble the most because mm. it separates... The wheat oh. from the chaff, the good from yeah, the bad. Yeah, that is true. Not everybody can wobble. Not everybody can wobble. So wobbles. Is, you find is my top you find pick. out within the first like. Exactly, you find out. <laughs> you find out. Wobble, Cupid shuffle, cha cha slide, electric slide, chicken dance. That's mine. Yeah, that makes sense. What are y'all? That makes sense. Hmm, I would say electric slide, but it has to be to Candy by Cameo. <laughs> Like Ooh, that is what you have to do it to. Yeah. That is the that is the yeah. It's like candy. I can feel it when you um and in fact at the Beyonce concert she did that and I was like, I'm doing the electric sign with Beyonce right now. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Um then I would say the cha-cha slide. I also love when it gets the extended like Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping back and forth. I'm like, I don't even know if is this what Charlie Brown is? I don't know. And then I would say Cupid Shuffle, but that's mainly because that's my mama's jam. Ooh, my mama uh-huh. loves Cupid Shuffle. And then the Good. wobble last. I would, uh, yeah. The wobble has the, the wobble best last. track. I like mm-hmm. the track for the yes. wobble. Yes. Alex, what's your list? Your Mount Rushmore. Oh, I would say Cupid Shuffle first. Oh. And then the Chasha side. Okay. Then the, I mean, the wobble is like, the wobble, like you said, sounds the best. Electric slide. I, you know what? I find the chicken dance just like, there's like, an undertone of hostility and violence in the chicken dance. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> if you, it, it, it just comes off as very hostile, like very hostile <laughs> Caucasian to me. Like why are they, why are they flapping their arms like that like so much? And that like, is the least <laughs> hostile Caucasian thing. No, but like in the terms of line dancing, it is very hostile. <laughs> Some of that body language just comes off so unple- so guys- aesthetically unpleasant to me. <gasps> wow. Did you guys have to do the Cotton Eye Joe? Oh, in- no, no, no. no. In- <laughs> we are free at last, in- baby. We're not doing that. <laughs> it was one of when I took gym class freshman year of high school. What wow. if the we had like a dance thing and we did several dances. Like we did like the Cupid Shuffle, all of that. Also, the Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> wow, I just like, I do not remember. I don't even need day. to know exactly who Cotton Eye Joe is because I hear that name and I just imagine he was on the wrong side of history. <laughs> yeah, why says I made a cotton? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's and who, suspicious. And who picked the cotton that became his eye? <laughs> what does the dance even look like? Uh, it's like you there. You base you do swing your partner around and round at some point. <laughs> So remember that thing I was talking about, the undertone uh-huh. of hostility, of Caucasian hostility? I think it might be in Cotton Eye Joe. I don't Listen, even know what if, it looks like. If I see Cotton Eye Joe, I will have the folding chair on me. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe?
What if he? What if somebody set the fight on the dock to the music of the Cha Cha Slide? <laughs> I would love that. The DJ when they say Cha Cha Roll now, funky. DJ Casper at it. and this time featuring time to get funky. Clap, clap, clap your hands, yeah. Everybody clap your hands. Clap, clap, clap your hands. 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 Last question for y'all. Are you into or not into Disney Plus and Hulu raising their prices again in the middle of this actors and writers strike? Uh, On October 12th, they've announced Disney Plus will raise the cost of its service to $13.99 per month. Hulu's no ads tier will go to $17.99. And the ad-sponsored tiers of both services will remain at $7.99. I'm not into it because I'm tired of spending money. Like, at this point, between YouTube TV... You pay for YouTube TV? Yeah, I do. For what? You are too old. We are not in that generation. You're a millennial. I know. We don't do that. But, like, honestly, it's sports news and reality TV. Like okay. those are the things where I'm like, I have to watch them live. Mm-hmm. Um, but between like all of that, I'm just like, this is basically a cable. Like the way y'all are raising prizes, this a is a cable bill. bill. And you're yeah. not paying the writers. So why are you raising the prices? Mm-hmm. Well, What's the reason? Go. Yeah. Alex, what about you? Like, be serious. Like, you, like <laughs> don't make me pay $17 for a service called Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> it's not <laughs> deeply humiliating. <laughs> I'm spending $20 a month on Hulu. Like, at least change the name to give me some kind of, like, respect. Can I tell y'all my Hulu story? And I have been rocking with Hulu from the start. I actually like Hulu a lot. (laughs) I even like the Hulu show Reboot, which nobody watched. I loved it. Um, Months ago, I ended up with friends for, like, an Oscar night or a Grammy night watch party. And for whatever reason... What they thought they could play it on, they weren't able to play it on that service or streamer. So I was like, it's okay. Let me log into your TV on my Hulu uh, and we'll watch it through the live Hulu thing. The live feature for Hulu is like with the other stuff, make sure Hulu bill like $90 a month. Oh I forgot gosh. to take the live thing off after we watched this award show live on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And I was charged 90 bucks a month for Hulu <laughs> for like six months. <laughs> Did you watch anything else live? Were you like, no, no. time to watch basketball like the that? When I think about it, Hulu owes me a check. <laughs> Hulu yeah. should pay me 17 bucks a month. Come on. I mean, you did plug Reboot, so. I love Reboot. I really love that show. <laughs> it, it was I very really good. But yeah, But like, the residuals we know now people get paid nothing. And it's just like, well, where yeah. are you doing this just to, because there was this money going? Yeah. Is it to cover the basis yeah. that you're already lo- of the money that you're already losing? Yeah. Well, to add insult to injury on top of Disney plus and Hulu upping their prices, they've also announced that they're going to crack down on password sharing too. Uh, uh-uh. see, that's going to affect me personally because Uh, that Disney Plus shout out to all my friends for holding down that Disney Plus but I will say for instance because when Netflix cracked down on password sharing because 
my parents and I, we have a very symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. with all of our streaming services. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them for the Max account. It, it just got <laughs> to the point where my my dad was like, well, I guess I won't watch They Clone Tyrone. And it, like my thing is like, then I just won't watch Moana. Like, sorry, I'm okay. not paying for this. See, but you don't have kids. If you have That's children true. who love Disney content, you will pay whatever it takes for Disney content, mm-hmm. right? That's true. That's very true. Alex, how much would you pay for Disney content? <sighs> how much can I expense? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's real. <laughs> that part. That part. <laughs> The game is ended. I have to declare a winner of this game. And you know what? We kind of agreed on everything. You both made me laugh. You both are super funny and cool and smart. So if that's a tie, I'm going to say that the real winner of this game this week is Shirley Ralph for Lift Every yeah. Chair and Swing. <laughs> yeah. She's the winner. Hollywood Indie Strikes. Yeah. So the Riverboat work. Workers are the, are the winner. The Riverboat Workers, yes, yes. The Folding Chair. <laughs> MVP. MVP. Proud Mary Keep On Burning. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Jonquilin, this was so much fun. Uh, I'll see y'all soon down by the riverboat. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for having, for having me. me. This was so fun. All right, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabi Grossman, Jelani Carter, Taka Zen, and Oluwakimi Aladesui. Our fearless editors are Jordana Hokeman and Jolie Myers. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. And the executive producer of audio at Vox Media is Nishat Kurwa. Listeners, we're back on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Till then... Go cha-cha slide, or wobble, or electric slide, maybe even chicken dance. Whatever feels good to you. Okay, bye. A marathon is a journey, 26.2 miles. And while the distance is the same, no two journeys are exactly alike. Team Milk is shining a spotlight on female marathon runners across the country, helping them on their journey from training to recovery. And in 2024, Team Milk is launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. The Every Woman's Marathon will be a weekend of wellness and celebration, inviting runners of all levels to be a marathon finisher. The inaugural race will take place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com.